What up? Welcome back to Stellar Settler Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, alongside with Glenn Enos Jr. and Max Souza. What's going on, everybody? I'm so excited about this podcast. Yeah, well, let me tell you something. You're not more excited than I am. How about you, Mason? Uh, I don't know, dude. Like, I, uh, I'm I sitting down right now, but I should be standing up. We've been dormant for four months. Like, literally, really? we've, we've been sleeping this whole time. <laughs> That's right. That's what you do. We've been during, asleep for four that's months. That's what you do during the off-season of football is you just sleep. Yeah. That way when you wake up, football. Yeah, it's been four months before the last podcast. Damn, that's a long-ass time. Uh, March, March. Because the last time we recorded the podcast was the first day that I got my brackets off for my surgery. Yeah, you sounded like you were drunk. And I sounded like I was drunk on the podcast. <laughs> it was good. Well, you look good. You sound good. Well, thanks. Everyone's thanks. good. And uh, Susan, I'm glad you're here again as another guest. Permanent guest. Permanent guest. that. <clears throat> All right. We got some things to talk about. We have a lot of things to talk about. So these are sort of uh, preseason uh, episodes of the Stellar Stellar Podcast. We're going to talk about uh, skill positions each week leading up to the season before you draft your fantasy football team. We're going to preview some divisions, what we think they're going to do in real life, what yep. we think they're going to do in fantasy. Yep. Oh, I thought you meant like long division, like, you know, shit like that. Do we have to restart? <laughs> no, we're not, we're not going to do long division. Okay. Sorry. Okay. okay. And then we're going to answer some questions today uh, submitted by our listeners. Wow. That's good that... That's, All two of them. I was going to say... Oh, okay. Never mind then. I was going to say it was surprising that we actually had enough people to answer some questions. but uh, We actually do have a few questions. Yeah, we got questions. And we're going to address them. All right. Um, but first... All right. First... First... Guys, we got we to gotta talk about uh, some stuff that... Kind of related to fantasy, but uh, mostly real life thing here. Uh, Say his name. Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Tyreek! Tyreek Hill. Tyreek uh, Hill. So, uh, if you don't know by now, because you've been living under a rock. Uh, or been Ty- sleeping through the off season. Like yeah, us. yeah, yeah. But we still, but we still, we keep AirPods in the whole time. So, we, like, the news <laughs> is still supplied to us. Like, subconsciously. So, we wake up and then we, are, we have all the information. That's right. Anyway. Uh, so, if you've been living under a rock and you don't know what's ha- what happened with Tyreek Hill, basically, uh, he was under investigation um, from the uh, Kansas City Prosecutor's Office uh, for allegations of child abuse. Uh, his three-year-old son's arm was broken. Um, I forget the exact timeline, but um, the NFL this past week has cleared him. Uh, essentially not. They're not going to suspend him at all, or uh, give him any supplemental disciplinary action, um, because right. they don't believe that there is enough evidence for them to do so. I got, a, I got a quote right here. Basically, it said, the NFL announced Friday, which I believe was last Friday, um, that it could not conclude Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill violated the league's personal conduct policy, and therefore, he will not be suspended. The Chiefs organization then released a statement, welcoming back Tyreek Hill to the team, essentially, with open arms. So they're not even mad. The NFL can't find anything. And Tyreek is clean slate as if nothing ever happened. Glenn, you look pretty, uh, look like you're balling up a lot of anger, so we'll give you the floor. I just want to say, I love the NFL. I look forward to it every single season. I love the league. I love the players. I love the teams. 
But what I don't love is the inconsistency with the rule book, the commissioner, and the suspensions that are given and not given. Tyreek Hill broke his son's arm. Allegations that he broke his son's arm. I'm pretty sure they had on camera that uh, he told his wife, you should be afraid of me. You should be afraid of me. Bitch. Oh, we had a bitch there? I'm pretty sure, yeah. You should be afraid of me, bitch? Okay. 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 So, basically, the evidence from the NFL statement that they went on was uh, the privacy... I'm sorry, I messed that up. The concern has been the well-being of the child. Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill's child. Apparently, the child's you know is in good spirits now. <laughs> he probably healed from a fucking broken arm. Yeah. He's probably fine now. Yeah. That kid's probably so scared of Tyreek Hill, his dad, that he just probably just you know kept his mouth shut. The thing with this being a child case, most of the information about the child and the investigation was held confidential. From the Kansas City, you know, um, police department, whoever did the investigation in Kansas City. I think it was so the prosecuting office. So the NFL couldn't get a lot of evidence towards Tyreek Hill and his kid. Gotcha. Fine, dandy. It's confidential. I get it. Evan- NFL doesn't have enough evidence to suspend him. But, but the conduct policy of the NFL is a joke. I don't understand it. I don't understand what breaks the personal conduct rule, what doesn't. Because if you're telling me that Tyreek Hill uh, allegedly broke his son's arm. How old is the son again? Three. Three years old. Three years old. Three years old. Breaks his son's arm. Shit. Now, when this news broke, like, you you thought, Sousa, like, you probably wouldn't even be playing football. I thought there was a solid chance he wouldn't even be back in the NFL. I thought there was, like, probably, like, a... 80 to 90 percent chance he was going to get put on the commissioner's exempt list or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, our best case scenario, end up like Kareem Hunt and just get cut from the team. But no, no, I mean, Tyreek Hill's going to be at training camp. Like nothing fucking happened. Yeah, he can attend training camp July 26th. Yep. Um, I'm going to bring up some similar. I'm not going to say similar, but also (laughs) relevant suspensions that have happened uh, over the course of the past few years. Josh Brown. Involved with a domestic dispute with his wife, the kicker for the New York Giants. Um, he only received one game for violating the personal conduct policy of, uh, of the NFL. Yeah, and that wasn't even alleged. Like, there was, like, proof, I'm pretty sure. She was, like, he beat the yeah. shit out of her, I'm pretty sure. See, the thing is, thing is the, the evidence... There's two... I looked into the personal conduct policy and how the NFL can investigate, and so... It's like two branches, split into two branches. They do this all the time. A city or a town that the player lives in will investigate the situation that's going on. And then the NFL will wait till the investigation is concluded to do their own research and investigators. That's what happened okay. with Josh Brown, Ezekiel Elliott, Tom Brady deflating footballs. So, most of the cases they'll... They should, they should take in consideration what the actual law fucking says. Right? Who better than the law to determine if a man is guilty or not? Yeah. But the NFL has to stick their nose in shit and get their own investigators. They got their own shit. So they have a reason to seem just as powerful as the law. Yeah. With Ezekiel Elliott, 
Charges were dropped by the law. Not enough evidence to conclude that he did anything to his girlfriend from college. But the NFL decides to dig deeper. And apparently they dug up enough evidence to suspend the Cowboys running back two years ago for six full games without pay. Yeah. For the Patriots and Tom Brady. They suspended him four games, took away draft picks. Yeah. And fined the team for deflating footballs because it questioned the integrity of the game. But when a father breaks his son's fucking arm and tells his wife he should be afraid of him, bitch, <laughs> bitch, bitch, it's fine. I mean, how does that compare to AP, you know? Well, I mean, it, he suspends a whole year. It, it, it doesn't. And the thing is, like, the inconsistency with the suspension, like, I, all right, that's fine. You look back and they say, if the NFL investigators, they do whatever they want, that's fine. If they find evidence, that's fine. They f- apparently they found evidence on Ezekiel Elliott. They found evidence on Tom Brady saying that he at least was aware of deflating the footballs. You want to give him suspension? You want to find him? Fine. Yeah. But it's got to be to a reasonable amount for the punishment. How can someone like Josh Brown, who violates the personal conduct policy by beating his wife, only get one game, and then you get Ezekiel Elliott six games of the season? Yeah. yeah. That's more than a third of the season. Yeah. And he's not getting paid for that. And Tom Brady, a quarter of the season, he's not getting paid for that. Like, these guys are trying to make money. Yeah, I know. And that hurts the team, such key players like that, and it just makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, I think that's the most frustrating part is, like, just how inconsistent the NFL is. And also the fact that, like, I don't know. It's just the fact that they, they consistently drop the ball on this shit. And it's like... Like Ray Rice, remember that? Yeah. It, that that was more egregious, more so the fact that they knew about that and they didn't do anything. Yeah. Like, two games like they said, oh, you never saw the video. You never saw the video. Get the fuck out of here. You never saw the video. And then once they did, what happened? They increased it from like two games to what? Uh, six games? Uh, year-long expe- uh, suspension. Year? Yeah. Once the public found out. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Because, because the thing was like, is... What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Yeah. So that was the NFL saving their bacon by suspending him for a whole year. But, in my heart of hearts, I believe the Ezekiel Elliott suspension was a power move by Roger Goodell to flex on Jerry Jones after Jerry Jones wasn't supporting Roger Goodell and his decision, and any decision he's made in the past as far as suspensions for personal conduct policy, whatever it is. Yeah. And also um, a flex to Tom Brady and the New England Patriots suspending him for four games, deflating footballs, and an AFC championship game that doesn't matter if it was played with a beach ball, the Patriots (laughs) were winning that game. Right, right. It's uh, it's not not good. It's just such a bad book. Because, I mean, especially, especially after you take into consideration, too, the amount of stuff... That the like the amount of smoke they blow up everybody's ass about them being so conscientious about domestic abuse and all this bullshit. The fucking no more campaign. No more. All this yeah. bullshit. No more. No it's more. just so two faced. They don't give a fuck. The bottom line is that if this was some like fucking third string wide receiver, they would have said, "See you later, pal." But because it's Tyreek Hill and he's one of the biggest names in the NFL, and he's one of the biggest people who attracts viewers. Thing is, too, I'm sorry to cut you off, 
Tyreek Hill has a history of this shit. Yeah, I know. So it's not like this is his first time he's clean as a whistle like Tom Brady was. You know, like, yeah. he's done this before. Yeah, back in college, right? Yeah, that's why he fell so far in the draft. Because he was nasty in college. He had to right, switch right, schools right. in college because... Um, he pushed his pregnant girlfriend down the stairs, didn't he? It was this, I don't know it was exactly what it was. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. He I don't know. His girlfriend I don't know exactly what it was. Jesus. But uh, the squad he was on in college had to kick him off the team. He ended up going to another college, which is why he fell in the draft so far. Because he wasn't able to display his talent at that second college. But it's like, like we know this guy's a scumbag, and yeah. the NFL just says, I don't know if Evans. We can't do anything about it, so why should we punish him? Yeah, and that, that's that's what hurts the future. Um, like few, any future instances, you're just not gonna know what's gonna happen to the player. You're gonna have no, no literally, idea. No, literally, it's like taking a fucking wheel and just spinning yeah. it. Is he gonna be like, suspended for half the year? Is he gonna yeah. miss the whole year? Is he not gonna miss anything? It's like doesn't make any sense. No. And like the the thing that's shitty about this yeah. is that like what I'm about to say isn't like supposed to be like poo pooing everybody, but like the only way that the NFL would ever take any of this shit seriously is if people actually stopped watching games. Because at the end of the day, they employ half the people in the NFL are fucking scumbags. And the end of the end of the day, if it doesn't affect their bottom line, they don't give a shit. They're just trying to make money. That's the bottom line. So I mean like the only way the only way that any of this shit would ever stop is if people took a stand and say, you know what, I'm not watching games anymore. Or whatever. But I think they learned with what happened with Ray Rice and Adrian Peterson and every other fucking person who's had a domestic abuse scandal. It fucking blows up for like a month or two. Yeah. And then it goes right away. Doesn't matter, yeah. You know what I mean? You know what's even worse than this? This whole, whether it's personal conduct, uh, violating the integrity of the game. How about Josh Gordon? Yeah. Like, dude, it's just... People who, like, even smoke weed in the NFL are getting far more punishments than yeah. guys who are in domestic disputes. Seriously. Well, like, yeah. what is happening? I, it doesn't make any sense, too, because it's, like, not to get, like, on a different sub- subject, but, like, a lot of athletes use it, uh, use marijuana as, like, like a... Kind of like a... Uh, like, for relief. Yeah. Because... They're fucking getting pounded every no day. No normal person could take that amount of abuse on a, on a big, like... On the scale that these guys do for like six months out of the year, you'd, your body would literally fall apart. Even even Edelman last year with the PEDs, he's coming back from an ACL injury. He's probably just trying to recover. Yeah. Like I don't think Julian Edelman needs PEDs to stay relevant in the New England Patriots I think, offense. Yeah. The bottom yeah. line is, I feel like I, I would say probably more than a good majority of players in the NFL are on PEDs, and I feel like the NFL kind of just as like kind of a checklist, kind of like you know, kind of ding somebody. Like, every year, and says, oh, look, see, we're checking for fucking PEDs, guys. Like, there it is. <laughs> yep. I mean, everyone uses them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like uh, all the players use marijuana. It's a hell of a lot better, too, than the fucking opioids that they uh, prescribe to people to take and stuff. And then people are all fucking whacked out and addicted after they leave the NFL. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. It's ridiculous. It's just it, the, the NFL is just so fucked. Despite all that being said, Tyreek Hill's a top five receiver. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, it sucks that he didn't get, like, right, from uh, being a good human being standpoint. Right. Guy should have been suspended. No, 100%. But as a football fan and a fantasy fan. Fantasy fan, man. It's a blessing in disguise because he's available. He can play football. 
He's on one of the most high-powered offenses in the league. Yeah. Um, so I guess if you're going to take any good away from this, <laughs> he's still playing football. See, this is, right? what I was, this is what I was talking about. It's like, yeah, we just got to stop watching games. By the way, Tyreek Hill, though, Yeah, nasty. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's you know? just the sad truth, but we're not going to stop watching games. By the way, yeah, I was going to say, I'm not pointing fingers either because I'm just as guilty of this as everyone else. I'm always like, oh, the NFL. Yeah. Point is shaking my finger, and I'm like, fucking uh, can't wait for Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to watch Tyreek Hill burn someone this week. <laughs> and all these people are like, oh. Preferably not his kid. Call, Colin Kaepernick taking a knee and all these guys taking a knee. I'm not watching these games no more. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's still going to watch the games whether they take a knee or not. I know. Nobody's going to protest the NFL, you know. It's just dumb. That's the thing, dude. It's, just, it's stupid. It's too, it's too popular. It's too good of a game. Makes too much money for people like us who are real fans not to pay attention to it. Right. Um, but, with that being said... Roger Goodell's a fucking bitch. And so is Tyreek Hill. He's a fucking scumbag. And he should have been suspended. The only reason why we're talking about him in fantasy is because it's still technically relevant. Oh, yeah. So it's definitely relevant. Let it be known, we all fucking think that he's a piece of shit. So, yeah. don't get even, it twisted. Even Craig, who's a Chiefs fan, said it himself on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Scumbag. He's yeah. told me that multiple times. At least he's not one of those people, because I feel like there's a lot of people who do that. For any fan base. Well, they just go... Yeah, dude, fucking, he got exonerated. Always a Boston. <laughs> Whatever, dude. No, I mean, like, people people did it for fucking Ray Rice, dude. That shit was even worse. He, like, showed up to practice, I remember, uh, during training camp, and, like, people were in, like, Ray Rice jerseys and shit. What the fuck, man? What? Like, that, literally, on video, this man knocking the shit out of his fucking wife, and you're wearing his jersey. Dragging her out of the elevator. Yeah, what the? Like, she's a fucking corpse. Like, what are we doing? I've seen some people still wear Aaron Hernandez jerseys. That's whack, too. What the fuck are you doing? Too soon. It's probably the only pictures thing they have. I don't know. They just want to rep the team. <laughs> yeah, dude, fucking Aaron Hernandez, bro. Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. Uh, but he's dead now. <laughs> right. All right, go ahead. Um, well, I don't know if we want to keep talking about Tyreek as a fantasy asset, or you want to save that for when we go over wide receivers uh, in a later date? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm done talking about Tyreek Hill now. So yeah. we gotta, we, yeah, it's not, it's not in good standing for us to fucking talk about him. Well, what, like I, what, I, what I do want to talk about is uh, quarterbacks, man. Yeah. yeah, it's time for the 2019 quarterback review. Preview. Preview. Preview, not review. I don't have a sound bite for... <laughs> I wish... I, you know, we'll we need to invest bite. in one of those uh, fucking... Um, we should just hire somebody. Sound table? Or, uh, yeah. Just so we can have some on tap, you know? That'd nice be dope. Hook up an iPad or something? Yes. Wants to start talking about quarterbacks. See, Mason, here's the thing. Like, you came in... Just like, yeah, man, let's do the podcast. You know, I don't have any notes. I'm not prepared or anything. Yeah, these but guys... Me, me and Susa actually prepped for this. I have quarterback rankings from 1 to 32. No, see, here's the thing. You guys you guys have been out of college for like a year and a half now. Oh, okay. So, like, you're like itching hey, to take notes I'm taking again. classes, all right? You guys are like itching to take notes. I just graduated three months ago, so I'm all set. See, unlike college, I actually care about this. <laughs> exactly. I do, too. It's just, you know... So, do you want to start talking about quarterbacks, or do what? What do you want me to talk about first, though? Do you want me to, like give a rank or of like? No. So I... what we'll do is, on whenever you have time, Mister Busy Man, or are we just gonna go through the quarterbacks? Um, well, we'll we'll talk about some names, um, who we think should be uh, praised in the fantasy world, and who do you think that you should put a little hold on, maybe a little stop, be cautious with drafting this quarterback this year. 
Um, I think it's unanimous around the board. Me and Susan were talking about it earlier before you arrived. Uh, Pat Mahomes um, is going to be the best quarterback in fantasy again this year. <clears throat> Even the Absolutely. fact now that he has Tyreek Hill back again. Um, everyone's returning besides Kareem Hunt, but Damian Williams in that system. Pat Mahomes in year two. Tyreek uh, Hill, he's here. So the thing is, with Pat Mahomes being such a young quarterback and a rookie, he's got the skill set already. Um, but with being a quarterback in the NFL, your brain gets better with time. You start to recognize. That's why Brady, Breeze, all these guys are able to read defenses. Like Tom Brady can tell you what's going to happen before it even happens. And Tony Romo. And Tony Romo. Tony Romo. <laughs> but there's a thing Seriously. where if you can apply that brain skill as a quarterback and you have the physical ability to do it, then who the hell is going to stop you? Guys like Peyton Manning who could address everything towards the end of the career, but he didn't have the arm, you know, the physicality to be great or perform at a high level. Um, that's the difference between long-lasting quarterbacks and not. But you got Pat Mahomes in year two. I think he's going to be um, better physically. Um, just, you know, he's still young. He's still got the same cannon arm he has. And then he's going to be able to recognize more shit on defense. Um, obviously, rookie season, setting the bar high. I'm sorry, not his rookie season, but his well, second yeah. year. First season as a starter, um, setting the bar at 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards. Um, it's going to be hard to duplicate that or do any better than that. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if he hit, He was in the 40s. That's what I'm years. saying. I, I can see him getting 47 touchdowns, uh, 4,800 yards. Like it's the, He's still going to be good enough to be the number one fantasy QB again. Oh, 100%. Just because of all the weapons they have, Tyreek Hill returning, Travis Kelsey's still there, um, even Sammy Watkins. Like, yeah, let's, let's go. Uh, Pat Mahomes, he's the guy you want to get in fantasy. As far as where he goes in the draft, I'm seeing him like late second, early third, like it's it's not an ideal spot to draft a quarterback. But so which means of, which means Uncle Rick will take him in the first round. Oh no, Glenn's dad. Oh, that's him true, yeah. First round. Yeah, that actually might happen. Um, So we can all agree that Pat Mahomes is going to be the best quarterback in fantasy again. But after Pat Mahomes, where's the drop-off? Like, who do we think is going to be in that next tier underneath Pat Mahomes being good? Absolutely. Well, yeah, I definitely think Pat Mahomes is in a class of a tier of his own at the the very top. Um, I do think you got to temper expectations a little bit. Like you're saying, 50 touchdowns has rarely been... I don't think it's ever been duplicated no. uh, for a back-to-back year, no. back-to-back seasons. It's not, well, I mean, only, only what, three? Two, two players. Uh, oh, three players, I'm sorry. Manning, Brady, and Mahomes. Yeah. 52 years in a row. No, 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 just 50 ever. Oh, oh yeah, right. There's right. only been three seasons of it. So, but the fact that he's so young, I mean, Manning did it, I mean, he wasn't at the end of his career, but he's not with the Colts, he was with the he's Broncos. He's still good. He did it. Yeah. Um, but, so I don't know if that'll, that'll play to his favor. Um, that he'll only get better, but that's that's pretty high level. People have more film on him. Maybe that'll you know hurt him a little bit. But like you said, definitely number one. I wouldn't be surprised if he had forty or more touchdowns. Yeah. Um, but as for that next year, I think that's where the likes of Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Andrew Luck. I think those guys are kind of kind of next in line there uh, behind Pat Mahomes in terms of fantasy quarterback. I was going to say, I think um, I'm looking for Andrew Luck to have a big year this year, um, more so due to the fact that uh, he looked he looked at the beginning of last season like he didn't have it anymore, and that uh, that shoulder was really going to be, you know, kind of the end of 
what a lot of people thought was a promising, very promising career when he first got in the NFL. But as the season wore on, I think it became evident that Andrew Lux definitely still has that like that it factor as a quarterback. Yeah. And especially as a fantasy quarterback, um, he can still put up big games. So I would definitely say him. But I, I agree with you for the most part. I put I put Aaron Rodgers in that next year as well. Um, yeah, I mean he's Aaron Rodgers. So. I like I like Andrew Luck too because I think he's with like I said Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers. But I I'm seeing Rodgers and Deshaun Watson go well before Andrew Luck, and I think Andrew Luck will produce very similar numbers to those guys. I think he's a very good value and is kind of getting overlooked I for some of the things that you were saying. But I mean last year. He finishes number five quarterback. Um, he finishes a top ten QB ten times last year, with six weeks being in the top six. I mean, this guy is is elite, you know. Um, Talk about Andrew Luck. Yeah, Andrew Luck, and I think he's probably the better value out of those top four or five or even more quarterbacks because um, I think he has the, the very good potential to be top five, maybe even top three. Um, I'm top top three. But he's going later in the drafts than someone like Rodgers or or Watson. And and that's, um, yeah, I mean, Andrew Luck, I have him top three. I actually am not as high on Aaron Rodgers as most people are. And I'm going to tell you why. Tell it. Um, Aaron Rodgers, although he's a tremendous talent, uh, once-in-a-generation talent at quarterback, uh, it's been great in fantasy in the past, but he hasn't, uh, past couple of years, he hasn't ruffled any feathers as far as being, you know, top three quarterback like he was, I'm not going to say in his prime, but. Yeah, last year was a really bad year for him. It was. Especially for by Aaron Rodgers standards. And he's finished number six, too. Which That's is what I'm saying. pretty good, yeah. He finished number six, but when you're picking Aaron Rodgers in the past, you're figuring at least top two. Oh, yeah, definitely when you get somebody like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And I just think now the quarterback position is so deep and these young guys are taking such a step and they have better weapons than Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'm not going to say better talent because Aaron Rodgers, like I said, generational talent. But from a fantasy standpoint, I just think there's better options at quarterback like a Deshaun Watson going into his third year yeah. with yeah. one of the best wide receivers in the league, DeAndre Hopkins. Like I said, these young guys, as they get older, they're going to be better uh, mentally. Physically, you know, they're still here. Aaron Rodgers, like I said, he's one of the best. But I just don't think, in fantasy, he's going to be as good as Watson. Luck. And I don't think he's going to be as good as Matt Ryan. Whew. And you know why? Wow. Because Matt Ryan finished number two last year. Number two fantasy quarterback. I bet you didn't know that. <laughs> wow. Number yeah, two. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Up. Had identical stats last year at QB as he did in his MVP season two That's years ago. Crazy. Yeah, uh, Matt Ryan's a real deal as far as fantasy comes. Well, you can question his, you know, in-game drive and leadership as far as winning football games. And, yeah, yeah. But in fantasy, another guy with one of the best wide receivers in the game, and Julio Jones, Matt Ryan's, he's as good as it gets. Yeah, I mean, they're, the biggest thing between the, the, those seasons was the, the running game. Definitely took a hit. Freeman going out early and the whole decision-making between Coleman and Ito, Feed Ito. Feed Ito. Well, Freeman's back. Um, Fuck him, man. I, I mean, I believe in him. If he's healthy, God. I think they'll have a more sta- at least have a more stable running game. I don't believe game. him. 
Um, because he re- he receives he catches the ball. He so, does. I mean, that'll only help Matt Ryan even more. And Julio is great. Calvin Ridley was was good last year. I think he's only going to be better. And even if you need him, Mohamed Sanu is there, who, who can catch some touchdowns if you need him to. And the thing is, I think the Falcons, um, they have something to prove this year. Last year, you know, they were expected to be, you know, some of the top of the NFC. And they kind of, like I said, Freeman got hurt. And they just kind of never really got to that point where they were in the past when they won NFC Championship went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think if this team stays healthy, um, Falcons going to be good. And Matt Ryan is going to be the reason why. All right. So here's a question for you guys. Who would you avoid this year? I'll tell you who I'll avoid. Okay. Okay. Personally, because I was assaulted by this man multiple times on multiple occasions last year. Uh, Tyreek Hill? Kirk Cousins. Oh. No, not Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Tyreek Hill only beats up little children. <laughs> little children. Uh, man, listen. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins had so much promise going into last year. And he started off really well. Like, the first, like, few weeks, he was really good. Yeah, he was um, solid. Where is he? And... What did he finish? Like, oh, I feel like he finished, like, 10th or 11th. Why can't I find him? It didn't feel like it, let me tell you. There was quite a few weeks Here where... Finished number 12. 12. Let's say, there was quite That's a... actually surprising, because he was good, like, the first half of the season. Nah, I'd say probably before the... For like the ha- first half ended, he started on the downtrend. Really, I had him in both leagues. The first like three to five weeks, he was really good, and then after that, he was kind of average. And then he had a few really bad games too. Yeah, really, that's, that's accurate. Really bad. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, I mean you saw it with Thielen. Uh, his production completely dropped off after the bye week, which only translates to the QB play. Um, Kirk, you know, he could be a, another top twelve guy, but. Like you said, I don't. Uh, I'd be a little scary, but at the same time, you draft them really late anyway. So, I'm actually, um, <laughs> guys, I'm actually big on Kirk Cousins this year. Oh yeah. What? Explain yourself. Explain myself. Well, here's the thing. Kirk, Co- Kirk Cousins in previous years, before he joined the Minnesota Vikings, uh, was a fantasy stud at quarterback on the Washington Redskins. Obviously, situation's a lot different on the Redskins. Them being behind most of the time caused Kirk to throw most of the time. He was the only weapon they had uh, with no running game as well besides Fat Rob. Um, Who could forget? In Minnesota. Everyone. In Minnesota, and I said this last year, with such high expectations from them the previous year going to the NFC Championship game, uh, I didn't think Kirk Cousins being a guy who took the Redskins starting job and was just a good fantasy quarterback could lead them to anything significant in the playoffs, which he didn't, uh, not making the playoffs. Um, this year, Kirk has something to prove. He's got to prove his money's worth. He's got two, I, I'm going to argue and say, uh, might be the best wide receiver duo in the league between Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. Pretty close. Um, uh, let's put it this way. One of the most stacked receiving cores yeah. in the league. Top five, definitely. And and with a good running game um, with Dalvin Cook, too. Yeah. Yeah, Cook missed a lot of last year, like earlier in the season, so uh, that might have that might play into it. Pretty a little decent, bit, but, but I think Kirk weeks. this year is gonna go and do what he does best, and that's just sling it at all costs. Um, there's gonna be some good games between him and Green Bay, him and Aaron Rodgers going back and forth like they had last year a couple times. Um, obviously, the Bears in his division twice a year as well. It's gonna be tougher, but Kirk's got something to prove. 
and he's got to prove me wrong. Because, like I said, I don't believe in Kirk Cousins, the quarterback. I believe in Kirk Cousins, the fantasy player. Um, he's good for fantasy. I don't think, you know, towards like the postseason playoffs, he has the clutch gene to get it done. Yeah. But in fantasy, I think Kirk will be okay. Year two, uh, better relationship with Diggs and Thielen. And hopefully getting Kyle Rudolph in the mix. Because Kyle Rudolph used to be a viable option at tight end. Last year, he wasn't. <laughs> No. Yeah. I have Kirk Cousins in my top five for quarterbacks. Really? That's crazy. Top five. My, my, how times have changed. Yeah. Weren't Jeez, you a big man. Kirk hater? I am. I still am. Okay. I like him in fantasy, and I've always said that. He's a great fantasy quarterback, but he's not, a, he's not a good NFL quarterback. Yeah. Um, when he got that big contract deal in Minnesota, I was like, it's a waste of money for Minnesota. <laughs> you, you just went to... Then, uh, did they go to the NFC Championship? Yeah, with yeah, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. And I mean, like I said, Kirk's good in fantasy, but someone to manage the game, change the game in the clutch, give you that game-winning drive, I don't believe it. Fair enough. The one, the quarterback I'm kind of hesitant about, particularly because he gets he's drafted much higher than a Kirk Cousins, is Russell Wilson. Yes. I believe he's scary. Um, because but Doug Baldwin... Mason, in case you didn't know, retired. See ya. Bye-bye. Tyler Lockett now. Tyler Lockett, DK, Um, McCafe. I'm going to take a quick moment say to Doug Baldwin, thank you. Uh, You were one of my players on my championship fantasy team. And you will be respected for that run that you had like no other wide receiver could en route to me winning a fantasy championship. Doug Baldwin, I'm going to miss you. Now that that's over. Okay. Um... But, yeah, I mean, his wide receiver core definitely took a step back with Baldwin out of the picture. I mean, they, they drafted Metcalf, who's a, who's a genetic freak. Don't he's not him. normal. Um, he's not normal. But, you know, with most rookie wide receivers, he, well, first of all, his route running is not necessarily spectacular. He's just a big body guy who can catch a ball. Fuck. Inside the 20-yard line, throw it up to that motherfucker. Right. But... You know, rookie wide receivers usually take time to develop. Yeah, they do. Um, and the biggest thing is that the Seahawks just want to run the ball. Yeah, they were predominantly That's a, all they want to do. run heavy and offense. They led the league in rushing last year. Right. Which is funny considering they have arguably the worst offensive line in football. Not anymore. And <laughs> and the, Russell Wilson did very well last year. He was, he's a, I think he finished number nine. But he was unbelievably efficient. Like, freaking, I don't even know. Two, like... Ten passes, two touchdowns. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. I don't think that can be replicated. I know they're going to keep wanting to run the ball. And the thing is, he's such an amazing talent. I think if he's on another team, he'd do so much better, like, fantasy-wise. But I just don't – this system is, doesn't suit Russell Wilson very well. So I don't think he's going to really deliver on any type of draft this capital isn't, spend uh, on him. This is, we're not going to see danger Russ Wilson anymore. Yeah. Last year at the beginning of the season, we were questioning – that uh, Russell Wilson was going to be top three quarterback. Uh, him, Rodgers, and did we say Brady? What's that? Uh, last, oh, last year? last year? Yeah, going into last year. It was the Holy Trinity. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Russell Wilson. Yeah. And awesome. my, how the times have changed. Damn. Russell Wilson now is a better NFL quarterback than he was two or three years ago. But his fantasy relevance has dropped significantly because he doesn't have to do that much. No. Uh, the Seahawks are winning games with the running attack. And their defense. 
their defense and Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson just making the right plays at the right time. Yeah. Russell Wilson doesn't have to scramble. His rushing totals last year, I believe, were the lowest of his whole career. Yeah, I think and another, that's what that's what was huge for his I fantasy. Think another style. thing that had to do with that, though, is that I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in week, I think it was actually the first week he like pulled, he uh he fucked up his ankle, didn't he? Dude, but yeah, but Russell Wilson like in past years was playing on injuries, like the year I had him, and he was still like going off in fantasy. Yeah, I think the the bottom line is that um, they just moved to a more predominantly run-heavy offense. Which is good for Russell Wilson as a quarterback. Because he doesn't have to get the shit kicked out exactly. of him Exactly, but he's not good for Russell Wilson, the fantasy player. Um, so, yeah, I'm not as high on Russell Wilson as uh, most people are. I'd agree with that. Same. Just looking from, like, uh, like team perspective, too. I just feel like, like Sousa said, I feel like they don't really have the depth in their receiving core that a lot of other teams have, like elite QBs. However... I am high on tar, uh, Tyler Lockett. I say Tyler Lockett is a good a good receiver. Um, yeah. But after that, I mean, you have DK Metcalf, and I don't even know who else. Um, oh, I, they have David Moore. Dave, David Moore. That's what I'm he caught some touchdowns last year. Um, but I mean, that's basically it. And then like they don't have like a super big threat at at tight end, and I don't think any of their running backs really catch the ball out of the backfield. They're predominantly, you know, like. Running, yeah, I mean, running, running back, I know I Rashad Penny can catch the ball. He didn't get the best opportunity last year because Carson was kind of the lead man. We'll see how that works out. I think that's going to change. I, I believe so, too, but it's a topic for another podcast. That's right. Maybe next week we'll do running backs. Maybe someday. Maybe Anybody, someday. Any other quarterbacks we want to talk about? What we'll do is... I, I do have a couple. Um, Sorry, before you get to that. Sure. What we'll do is, um, like I said, I made quarterback rankings. Susan has quarterback rankings. Uh, Mason probably won't make them, but if he does... Uh, we'll post it to our social media, uh, and you guys can. I can make up my. How about we, do you want like the full thirty-two or like? I have five? I have one through thirty-two right oh. here. Wait, I, I could just <laughs> I could just post our top like twenty maybe that are relevant to fantasy yeah, guys right. who you could start and then store on your bench. I can give you my top five. Like I'm, if we're gonna do it now. I wasn't gonna say my whole list now. Yeah. Oh, like okay. I said, I was just gonna post it to the social media okay. account later. Um, that way, people have something to talk about during the week and say, "Can you believe? Can you believe these fucking idiots ranked? You know this guy at that <laughs> yeah, position." Yeah, you know the three people that listen to this podcast. Yeah, exactly. So, um, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. With the quarterback. So, on the contrary, people I do believe in the two guys: Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Josh these, Allen on the Bills, Josh Allen. aka guys, the next Michael Vick. These guys are going really? virtually undrafted. Which means you can pass on QB the whole time, build your roster, build your depth, and end up with Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. That's how I felt the year I drafted Blake Bortles. They, themselves as quarterbacks, they have a crazy running game. Which gives them a very safe floor in case they struggle with the passing game. Which, you know, they did last year, but next year only gives them a better chance. This year, I should say, should only give them a better chance to improve. Now, all it will take, really, on on an average day is 200 yards and one touchdown to get a very solid fantasy day. Because if they rush for 50 yards or more, they're going to finish with, you know, 18 points or more. If you if you give them the 50 yards rushing, all they really need is 200 yards and a touchdown on top of that. Um, I just think, I mean, Josh Allen last year, I'm pretty sure he finished the season, like, top five. I think like, he led the league in rushing for quarterbacks, maybe. Yeah, yeah, he definitely did. He yeah. had an insane, like... Let me see if I can find it. I know he had well over 100 yards rushing one game. While you look for that, I'm going to have my take on Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. 
I agree with you. Um, two guys who, with their legs, uh, can get you a decent day at fantasy. I like Josh Allen more than Lamar Jackson. Me too. Because Lamar Jackson, although I do believe he's a better talent, I feel like he won't have to do as much as Josh Allen will have to do. Uh, he's on a way better team. He's probably going to be playing with the lead most of the time. You add Mark Ingram to that offense. They already ran the ball like a shit ton of times yeah, every game they, with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and they ran it extremely well. Yeah, so I feel like in the passing game, Lamar Jackson won't have to do much. Um, Josh Allen will do a lot more because I feel like the Bills will have to be playing from behind a lot. Um, in the run game, it's kind of kind of be similar between Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. But I think Josh Allen, because he gets that uh, volume at the quarterback position, like I said, with Shady McCoy back there in, in, in Buffalo, like we don't know what's going to happen with him. And like, if he goes down, you know who takes over? Who? Frank Gore. Oh, my. See? That's the oldest fucking back I've ever seen Christ, in my life. Jesus Frank so, Gore. So that almost means Josh Allen might have to run himself more. Yeah, um, and, and, and he's, he's <laughs> just he's, he's a good talent. And uh, I think for fantasy, he's going to be a guy you want to keep on your radar because you said, like, nobody's probably going to draft him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then... Just to guy, especially for like a bye week filler, or a guy you can right, stash on right. your bench. Say if your stud quarterback is shitting the bed. Like say if you draft like a Matt Ryan, and he's been awful all year, but Josh Allen consistently puts up you know maybe like fifteen to twenty points a game just on his legs alone. Yeah, give him a chance on a, on the matchup. Yeah, weeks 12, 13, 14, he had ninety nine rushing yards, hundred thirty five rushing yards, hundred one rushing yards. Um, from week 12 to 17, basically right after the bye week, um, he had five rushing touchdowns, just himself, on top of pretty much 200 passing yards a game with at least one or two touchdowns. Um, he pretty much lit it up at the end of the year, yeah. which he scored 40 points against Miami, <laughs> like uh, fantasy points, That's which is joke. crazy. So I think mostly because of the value being essentially undrafted, even by 14-team leagues, I think he's, he's something you really want to look out for. Um, and I have one more person I want to talk about. Do you want to talk you about, guys want to mention it. you want to talk about Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, before we move to the next person? Um, no, you don't. No, go move <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, I was just going to say briefly on Lamar uh, <laughs> no, Jackson. The only thing that gives me hesitancy about him... It's because he's black. Wow. What the fuck, man? Just no. say it. Just say it. You're the one who says white dudes be crazy. Yeah, Could I'm you? bringing that back. I didn't forget. <laughs> yeah, they are. Anyway. They are, he says. That should be a fantasy team name. Oh you should draft McCaffrey and then just say white dudes be Whoa. crazy as your team Whoa. name. Whoa. McCaffrey, Whoa. Edelman. That's my guy. Listen. Yeah, seriously. You're the reason. Let anyone take him. <laughs> You're the reason McCaffrey. Who the fuck am I going to put as my player, the, my stellar star of the week? He's not on my team. <laughs> I don't know. You have to find some other dude. Fuck. Maybe Lamar Jackson. Hey. Anyway. Yeah, what are you saying? Speaking of which. Uh. So I think I think the upside potentially is there, but here's the thing, man. In preseason, I would have to see some footage of him completing passes well, because, Lamar, yeah. dude, listen, that is the only thing that gives me hesitancy because I feel like any time that guy throws the ball, you don't know what the fuck is going to come out of the guy's hand. It's either going to be a wicked nice throw or it is a fucking quacking duck. <laughs> That, that, that divisional game Super against much. the San Diego Chargers, that was probably the worst quarterback play I've ever seen I wanted watching football. I vomit watching that. He had four completions going into the fourth quarter. That's right. We were watching that it like right. it was like 
I remember that. I would say it was worse than the Super Bowl. I don't think anything was worse than that. It was like watching paint dry, though. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. Now that I'm looking at his stats after the bye week, which is week 10, so weeks 11 from 17, you look at his rushing stats, it looks like a running back. Oh, Lamar Jackson? 24 attempts, 11 yeah. attempts, 17. Because he can't fucking throw the ball. 14, 18, 13, But at the same time, attempts. he's so Crazy. fast, nobody can fucking catch him once he gets in the open field. Yeah. Which also is dangerous, you know? If you keep <coughs> exposing yourself like that, like Carson Wentz did when he ran to the end zone. You All right, well, that was just completely unnecessary. You didn't even need to do that. Who's more likely to be like Michael Vick? Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson, I think he showed he showed the better. Sorry. Whoa, dude! I think he showed he showed. I wasn't he, I wasn't ready for that. It's because he's black, isn't it? Yeah. Whoa, dude! <laughs> Seriously. God, I'm gonna uh, strangle you. Uh, <laughs> no, I just think the the bottom line is that he showed that he has the same uh speed that Michael Vick has as a quarterback. I mean, yeah, it's tough. It's Vick really has tough a way better arm though. Oh, of course, of course he did. He but I mean, like. Arm. Like, Lamar Jackson literally looks like a fucking wide receiver when he takes off. Or or running back. He's so fast, dude. Like, it's ridiculous. I remember watching him in one game last year where he, like, there was a safety taking an angle on him, and he just completely juked the shit out of him, ran down the sideline for a touchdown to get the house. And I was like, oh, my God. You don't, think, you don't think Josh Allen can do that? Not because he's white. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Moving on. No, I got that one guy left. Like, one guy Glenn, left. Glenn, you're going to like him. Oh, I'm going to like him. Another guy who I think is being slept on and does not get enough respect Wow. is Dak Prescott. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't wait to play that bit over and over again the whole season. <laughs> Thank now, you. Now so he's going to jerk off to that later. He hasn't been consistently amazing. I'll give you that. But he shows legitimate flashes. And I think he's he was being held back by the limits of his offense, similar to Russell Wilson a little bit. He's being held back by the limits that he didn't have Amari Cooper on his team. Right. But with a true number one receiver like Amari Cooper, having Zeke, who's now beginning to catch a lot more passes, um, plus a healthy running game on top of that. I mean, and you get him late in the draft. I think he's going to be a very good candidate for like a top ten quarterback. I would completely agree with that, except this one thing that you're completely overlooking. And I don't know how the Cowboys are going to recover from. They lost Cole Beasley. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Jesus Christ. But, it's the bees, dude. But, I, I was, but anyway, you know, if I draft, you know, my whole starting roster, minus quarterback, defense kicker, and then I get, you know, fill my bench and get Dak Prescott at the end of it, I'm going to be very happy. I think you got to look out for Dak, especially how late he's going. He has very good potential to be top ten. Um, how about that, Glenn? How about that? I think uh, I think you're right, and I'm not just saying that because you know you're a homer. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I am saying it because I'm a homer. No, Dak Dak in fantasy is is something to talk about. Um, I don't believe since he's been in the league, any quarterback has more rushing touchdowns than Dak Prescott. Um, he can get it done with his legs. Um, with Amari Cooper, I'd like to see the stats. Of him throwing the ball once the Cowboys acquired Cooper last year, prior to before that, because um, I think it's a big difference. Um, I know the Cowboys obviously they want to use Zeke as much as possible, but Zeke going into his gosh third year now, no fourth year, um, I feel like they're gonna trust in Dak's arm a little bit more. Um, Zeke's still gonna be great, don't get me wrong, but I feel like with the weapons they have now. Also getting Randall Cobb, 
yeah. take it as you want. Um, Screw you Beasley. Could, you I was gonna Cobb. say you could you could you could place Cobb in Beasley's spot. Um, Jason Witten also returning a tight end. Oh, hallelujah! Jason Garrett also returning his head coach. <laughs> yes. Um, no, Dak <laughs> uh, definitely has serious consideration um, to be someone who is slept on in fantasy. Like I said, another guy that you could probably get in late round, storm on your bench, fill him in for bye weeks. If you like the matchup too, start him. Um, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good year. All right. Anybody else we want to talk about before we move on? Uh, yeah, we spent enough time, I yeah. think. All right. Let's answer some questions. All right. Yes, let's yeah. do this. So uh, we put the call out on, on social media this week to send us some DMs. Yep. Uh, either questions or comments about the podcast. Yep. And surprisingly, <laughs> some people responded because I guess the three people that listen to this also have Twitter. Yep. So, uh, Yeah. And Mason, nor I, have heard these questions yet. Only Glenn has seen them. Only Glenn them. has seen them. Only Glenn knows who they're, who they're from. So. Yep. All right. Uh, you guys ready? We're going in I'm, blind. I'm ready. First one comes in from Cody. Cody says, hey, guys. <laughs> we'll be tuning in Sunday. Nice. Need to start preparing for this year's fantasy season. Question. Two-part question here. Love it. Number one. How big of an impact will Kareem Hunt have in Cleveland? Okay. Do you want to answer that one first, and then we'll get to the second one by Cody? Is the second one related to Kareem Hunt? It's not. Okay. All right, yeah, let's answer the Kareem Hunt one. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go? Um, I'll take a stab at it. Right. First of all, he's suspended for eight games. Eight games which I don't know if that includes a bye week or not. Um, uh, I don't think I don't think it covers bye weeks. No, no, sure. no, like... like Will he return week nine yeah. because of the bye week? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think a bye week counts as like a game. No, no, answer. that's not what he's saying. Like, Wait, what? I don't know. He's going to be missing nine weeks because a bye week's probably in there somewhere between those eight games. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Oh, oh. Yeah. I don't know for sure. It's safe to say it is. Either way. I would think so. Um, how is it going to affect the Browns when he comes back? I mean, I think it only helps the offense, the Browns team, you know? Mm. I mean, having those threats, Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt, but as for owning Nick Chubb, as for owning Kareem Hunt, it worries me. Nick Chubb, I'm fine drafting him because you know you're going to get him for for eight or nine weeks, well, eight weeks, eight games of just him and maybe Duke Johnson. But once Kareem Hunt comes back, I don't know how you don't use him. And, I mean, they both catch the ball, so it's almost like it might be like a 50-50 split. So I think both of their fantasy values will – pretty much diminish at that point. That's just the way I see it right now. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with what uh, with what Sue's saying here. Um, but I think the interesting thing to see is going to be how uh, Freddie Kitchens or whatever the hell his Kitchens, name is, yeah. uh, how, he, how he sees to divide up the uh, workload. Because some places, who knows? I mean, Nick Chubb, if he has uh, first eight games like he had at the like toward the end of the season last year, where he was absolutely phenomenal, um, I could see them kind of just riding the hot hand using right, Kareem right. Hunt in like certain situations, but uh, or like give him a breather. But I mean, like if he's kind of you know just playing like if he's playing well, um, but not like you know lights out, then I I could see them definitely uh, his workload diminishing quite a bit when Kareem Hunt comes back. Even even so, even if he is playing really well too, I feel like that could still happen. Just due to the fact that 
uh, by merit alone, Kareem Hunt is one of the best backs in the NFL. I mean, yeah, he was also a piece phenomenal. of shit, but still <laughs> one of the best running backs in the NFL. So, I mean, I think that you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. But let me put it this way. There are, like, certain ways where, like, I'd be comfortable with Nick Chubb on my team, but, like, I wouldn't be comfortable... I wouldn't be comfortable having to solely rely on him, like, for the second half of the season. I would try. I would look to trade him before, before, uh, before Cream Hunt came back. Personally, if I drafted him, you don't need to make trades either. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's that's why. That's that's how scared I am. I will say this though: come the the, the week where both of them come, or both of them are available, I would be more comfortable with Nick Chubb just because. He's going to be in the rhythm of playing, and Kareem Hunt's been out of the game for a while. He might start slow. He might be more prone to injury. I think Nick Chubb would be the safer bet, but still risky. Yeah. Um, we talked about this last podcast, too, about Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. I'm all in on Nick Chubb. Chubb gets dubs, as a good friend of mine once said. Um, Nick Chubb, I think he will go in the second round this year. But, I'm going to say this, but... If you draft Nick Chubb, you've got to find a way to get Kareem Hunt also on your fantasy team. That being said, for other people who don't draft Nick Chubb, take Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt should be gra- drafted on any team. Like, he should be drafted. You can't let him just, you know, go to the end. Yeah, he's out for eight weeks. But you store him on that bench. You take a chance on him because, when healthy, Kareem Hunt is one of the best backs in the game. But, another but... We don't know anything about this Cleveland offense and how it's going to work with these new guys. Yeah, exactly. The one thing we do know, though, is Nick Chubb is a stud. We saw him last year as a rookie. Now we're going to see him this year. You think the additions of OBJ um, and Kareem Hunt, but the passing game should be better with Baker Mayfield in the second year. You get Odell Beckham Jr. You still got Antonio Callaway. You still got Jarvis Landry. Um, Chubb is going to be, I think, RB1 at least those first eight weeks before Kareem Hunt comes back. That's what I'd say. And I think you guys are correct in saying when he does come back, if Chubb, which like I think he will, is going to be nasty for those eight weeks, how do you just take away snaps from him with Kareem Hunt? The only th- way I see it happening is on like third downs if Kareem Hunt's in there or to give him a breather or do whatever. The thing is, like Craig said last podcast, you're not going to take on chance on Kareem Hunt if you weren't planning to use him. Um, so they're gonna find some way to use Kareem Hunt. If Nick Chubb, is, you gotta see, you gotta see how the season's going for Nick Chubb. If Nick Chubb is having uh, inconsistent outings, maybe 30 yards one game, no touchdowns, like two receptions, and a you know, like he has a good game after that. But if he sees steady Eddie, and just the whole time through those eight weeks is getting you like 100 plus yards every game, finding the end zone mostly every game, you gotta ride him. I don't see how you can't if you're Cleveland, unless like you're losing, and you feel like Kareem yeah. Hunt can. Because there could be situations where both of them are on the field. Like, Kareem Hunt can line up as a wide receiver, too. Like Le'Veon yeah. Bell does. Um, yeah. Kareem Hunt should be drafted. Nick Chubb, very high on. Try to own them both if you can. Uh, but if you can't, definitely take a chance on Kareem Hunt because his talent um, on an offense like Cleveland will pay off if they give him the opportunity towards the end of the season. Yeah, I'd say just to elaborate what I meant a little bit, like, if for the first half of the year, what I would be comfortable with is that for the first half of the year, Chubb puts up, uh, if he's like, I don't know, uh, you're running back one, 
and you have like a good solid running back too who gets you consistent running back two numbers and uh you know chubb goes down to like a lower end rb1 or high end rb2 after kareem hunt comes back i'd be fine with that you know what i'm saying because i feel like that would be that would be okay um but anything lower than that i would be disappointed if i was a nick chubb personally yeah, me. I mean, it depends on the TV draft, too. But like I said, I feel like Kareem Hunt should be owned in every league. Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. Bunch. Um, so the second part of Cody's question, will Aaron Rodgers slash Drew Brees be as dominant as we've seen before? No. No. I say no on Aaron Rodgers, yes on Drew Brees. Yes on Drew Brees and yes. no on Rodgers? Why do yeah. you say that? Because I think... Um, I think New Orleans still has one of the most explosive offenses in the league um, with Michael Thomas and, uh, and Alvin Kamara. Um, for, for Aaron, as far as Aaron Rodgers goes, I mean, I don't feel like they really have that much on the team. They have Devontae Adams, who's really good, but then not really anyone else. You know what I mean? Marcus Valdez Scantling. Yeah, oh, the Allison. specimen himself. <laughs> yeah. Athletic specimen known as Marquez Valdez Scantling. Yeah, oh, he said, uh, oh, he said uh, super athlete. Super, super athlete. athlete. Yeah, my bad. Our super good friend, athlete. Jake Fry. Recording our league champion. But anyway, um, yeah. I, I guess what do we know? Because he's the one who won, so. Fuck him, dude. But, but um, yeah. that's, that's, that's how I feel about them both. I just feel... Um, so, plus, so you're I, saying you draft Drew Brees before Aaron Rodgers? Uh, no. I, uh, see, here's okay. So if we're talking raw talent, I think Aaron Rodgers is obviously a more talented quarterback than Drew Brees. But at the same, t- we're talking fantasy here. So I guess yes, I would take Drew Brees before Aaron Rodgers because I feel I feel Drew Brees would be a better is a better fantasy quarterback. I feel Aaron Rodgers has been super injury prone the last few years too. He always busts his shit at some point, like whether it's he fucking pulls a hamstring or his collarbone. Both of his collarbones have been broken, and their their offensive line sucks. So you know he's gonna take sacks. Although, who knows what the coaching is now? Because after everything that came out this offseason about the shit between Rodgers and Mike McCarthy and how they were never on the same page and basically every play, Aaron Rodgers just fucking put his dick on the table and was like, all right, looks like I'm fucking throwing a Hail Mary because that they, they didn't have like any design plays. He just did what he fucking wanted to do because he didn't trust Mike McCarthy as a coach. So, I mean, I don't know. It, it's like hard, like a hard situation to like kind of like really uh, measure, I guess. You, you already said right. no. Uh, well, Will Rogers or Drew Brees be as dominant as they were before? That that's the, that's the key is as dominant as before. Like, the way I see that is when Rodgers was number one, number two uh, years ago. I think what we've been seeing, which is a slight decline from both of them, is what we're going to continue to see. I do think Rodgers will be better than Breeze. Um, Rodgers had less touchdowns than Breeze last year. Rodgers had 25, Breeze had 32. Rodgers still finished ahead of Breeze. I think Rodgers' touchdown totals will probably go up just because that's what we've been seeing from him consistently. Um, and... I don't know. I, I feel like Breeze is more prone to screwing up more. He has a better run game than Rodgers, so he doesn't always need to, to throw the ball. Um, I, but as 
as dominant as before? No. I mean, yeah. we're going to see Pat Mahomes. There's, I think we're going to see Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson be better than them. There's, there's just no most chance. Likely. There's no chance. Um, Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees' best fantasy years are behind them in the past. Oh, exactly. I, I think I misunderstood the question. I meant, like, Drew Brees as of, like, what we've been seeing from him, like, the past few years. Where, like, he's been, like, a good quarterback. Like, a good fantasy quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So, I didn't mean, like... It he says, was going to be like a quarterback one. It says, will Aaron Rodgers slash Drew Brees be as dominant as we've seen before? Okay. Well, I miss him. Which is like top five. Okay. Yeah. No. I, I can no, see no. Drew Brees being like five. Nope, I can't because Drew Brees, as he gets older, he gets better as a football, um, as, you know, as an NFL quarterback, but he gets worse as a fantasy quarterback. Kind of like Russell Wilson's been declining. Drew Brees' his efficiency is off the charts. Completion percentage, doing this and that. But because there's so many weapons in his offense, he doesn't – like last year – he would have games where he goes off for, like, 30 points. And then he'd have another game where Kamara goes off for 30 points, and Drew Brees only gets, like, eight. Right. I think Aaron Rodgers has a better chance of staying more consistent than Drew Brees, although Drew Brees might have the better stats, better percentages. In fantasy, Aaron Rodgers uh, over Drew Brees, and neither of them will get back to seasons that they used to have. Aaron Rodgers' best season is probably his MVP year, 45 touchdowns and, like, five interceptions. Um, Drew Brees throwing for over 5,000 yards. That's not going to happen. Um, so, no. Yeah, no, Cody. They're I, not going to be as dominant <laughs> as we've seen before. Although yeah, I guess I, I would I have do to like, say no then. I do if like Rodgers. If we're talking though. about that, then no. Yeah. Rodgers had two interceptions last year. But he's, not, but he's not the same Aaron Rodgers. No, 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 no. But I think he fantasy. has a much better chance to be top five than Drew Brees. Um, I actually think he will be in that top five. Maybe See, number five, I'm, but you know, I think he'll crack it. that Aaron Rodgers kind of has a bit of a resurgence now uh, due to the fact that the coaching and the scheme of their offense might be more organized now due to the fact that they have a new coach in there and stuff. Um, but yeah. Nice. Next question comes in from Ian, uh, co-host of the Young and Hairless podcast, which is a pretty good listen. I listened to it last week and... Uh, it's pretty good. Shout out. Two funny guys who are um, young and hairless and just talking about their everyday lives, what makes them mad, and here's the plug for you. Hey. All Ian said was NFC East standings. Was well, it, Was there a question mark in there? No, just, just a statement. NFC East standings. That's what he wants us to talk about. Thing is, Ian, um, we're going to be previewing divisions. On the next upcoming podcast, today we're doing the AFC West and the NFC West. Um, but we'll get to the NFC East eventually, obviously. Um, so, I don't know if we want to answer that today or no. Well, it's tough to answer because it's not a question. That's true. All right. Well, well <laughs> let's just give, let's it, give a quick rank. All right, all right. We don't have to say records. We don't have to say anything else. Just let's ranks. See, yeah. Off the top of my head, I'm going to go uh, Cowboys, Eagles, Redskins, uh, Giants. I'm gonna go Eagles, Cowboys, Redskins, Giants. No, I'm sorry, Giants, Redskins. I'm gonna you go so high on them for no reason. The Giants? Yeah. Well, think about the Redskins, though. Think do about you, the do Giants. Do you know who their quarterback is? Do you know who the Giants quarterback is? <laughs> okay, but yeah. still, they got Barkley, man. And they got Golden Tate. Golden Tate? Yeah, they were like. Yeah, we don't want OBJ. We're trying to tank. And they were like, ooh, Golden Tate? Golden okay. Tate. It's like that <laughs> that meme where the guy's with the girl and he looks back. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, yeah, OBJ's yeah, yeah. on the side of him, <laughs> me, and then Golden Tate's like, ooh, 
Yeah. By the way, Dwayne Haskins is their Redskins quarterback drafted uh, just this past year. I bet he's still going to be better than fucking Eli Manning. I bet he's not. Cowboys are winning the division for back-to-back years. Eagles uh, coming in second. I do believe the Eagles are a wild-card team. Um, Yeah. So they'll be in the playoffs. Um, Giants and Redskins. I think the biggest thing is that the Eagles don't have Nick Foles anymore, so... Yeah, that's a key factor. They have Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson, man. Oh, you mean the guy who catches one bomb for 80 yards and does nothing for the rest of the game? That Deshaun Jackson? That helps the Eagles. I think you should watch... I'm not trying to pander to Ian, but I I like the Eagles this year. Yeah. I don't like the Eagles. (laughs) Yeah, we know you don't like the Eagles. Um... But we'll talk more about the NFC East, the Eagles, Cowboys, Redskins, and Giants when we preview them. We can do that next week. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll think about we it. We do whatever the fuck we want. That's true. This is a podcast. Our pod. All right. Um, so that was NFC East standings. Let's see here. Next one comes in from Chad. Chad. Chad says, I'd like Kirk Cousins to be discussed on and how much <laughs> of a comeback him and the Vikings are going to have this year. Also, if Glenn is going to let me in his league. Well, well, I'll answer that last question for you. Chad, I can't let you into my league because it's not my league anymore. I'm not the commissioner. <laughs> so, if you right. want to talk about getting into the league, you're going to have to talk to Andrew Panacho. He is now the commissioner, as voted by our league members, my peers. Yeah. They voted for Andrew Panacho. I don't like to dwell on the past. Let's move on. Uh, so. <laughs> so, yeah, anyways, I'd like Kirk Cousins to be discussed and how much of a comeback him and the Vikings are going to have. You this pretty year. much talked about that, right? I did. Um, but we can you talk love about love Kirk Cousins. I will. Love. Whoa. All right. Chad. Kirk Cousins this year. The comeback kid. In fantasy, has to prove himself. Um, I think he's going to be good. Top five quarterback. Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. He's got weapons. He, I've seen him play well. Putting it together, though, for a 16-game season in the NFC North, this is where he has to prove it to me. If not now, Kirk, then when? Yeah. And yeah. as far as the Vikings uh, coming back from the year they had last year and the previous year going to the NFC Championship, the expectations are high. If you can reach the NFC Championship with Case Keenum and then you sign Kirk Cousins to a big deal... Uh, Kirk Cousins got to get better than the NFC Championship. <laughs> Do we think it's going to happen? No. Uh, I think we'll get a lot of the same, if not worse. Whoa! We, we switched, like, minds? We, we switched, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I kind of go back and forth in my head because, like, you see the flashes from Kirk, like, last year you saw the flashes from Kirk Cousins where, like, he'd have, like, a really good first half, where you have, like, a really good three-quarters of a game, and then just absolutely shit his pants at some point, where, like, he'd throw, like, a back-breaking pick, and then the offense would just stagnate, and they wouldn't do anything for the rest of the game. That was painful. As a Diggs owner, it frustrated the hell out of me. try owning Kirk, bro. Like, fucking (laughs) throwing back-breaking interceptions and shit. Yeah. Hey, didn't you trade... I don't, want to, I don't want to talk about it. What? For Kirk Cousins and who? Uh, it was the uh, Matt Breida. I needed a running back. Oh. Yikes. Yeah, well, that was also when Kirk was putting up 30 points a week. Listen, I had Big Ben on my bench, so I ended up being okay. So. Oh, my God. You trade for Yikes. Kirk when you have Big Ben? I needed another quarterback. 
And Big Ben wasn't doing well at that point. In time. Oh, he needed a running back. Yeah. He had Pat Mahomes and Big Ben. Traded Pat Mahomes for Matt Breida and Kirk Cousins. You should have got Matt Breida like a wide receiver or something. Should have got Matt well, Breida and Julio Jones. Should have, would have, could have. It's neither here nor there. That was last season. This is this season. This is why you don't wait, trade. Wait, wait, wait. Exactly. You trade in that league, but not this our league. Yeah. yeah. Alright. And the trade that he does make is after the deadline. With my dad. I don't want to talk about that. What? He he tried making a trade with my dad after the trade deadline. Yeah, his oh dad wanted God. his dad wanted to trade me uh Jared Jared Goff. Goff for literally some shit, some shit bum. And I was like, sure, let's do it. But it was the day of the trade deadline and he accepted oh. the trade at like twelve oh one. And I was like Dude, what the fuck, man? And my dad was like, yeah, he's so like, I sent Jared Goff because I just want to see if Mason would make a trade. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's, that's real nice. Um, okay. So, yeah, uh, Chad, that was that was our Kirk takes. I, I'm actually very high on Kirk Cousins this year. For fantasy, as an NFL quarterback, he's not getting to the NFL I championship. Feel, I feel meh about Kirk this year, Chad. Same meh. It's a meh for me, dog. Meh. 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 Sorry. All right, next question comes in from Mr. Stashachusetts, 2K19. Mr. Game Watch. Well, Mr. Stashachusetts, here's your question. Stashachusetts. Stashachusetts says, who will retire first, Drew Brees or Tom Brady? And this is a two-parter, too, uh, but we can talk about this one first. Yeah, Brees is up there in age. He's, uh, Brady's like two years older, I think, mm-hmm. but Brees is still old. Who's going to retire first? Uh, that's tough, what, What's Brees eating nowadays? What's his diet? Yeah, does he have tomatoes as a cheat snack? <laughs> Probably not. I'm sorry. Can we, can we just talk about that for a second? That is... Tom Brady, I love you. You're a fucking psycho. Tomatoes are good, dude. No, they're not. Yeah, they're they not are. not good enough to have as a fucking snack as your dude, cheat like, snack. Like cherry tomatoes? Just pop a okay, couple of those in your mouth? If I have a fucking cheat snack, it's Oreos or some shit. This motherfucker's out here being like, Ooh, I'm cheating. And well, fucking... Fucking eating tomatoes. Crazy, Maybe man. if you snacked on tomatoes, you'd be a six-time winning Super Bowl quarterback. Yeah, and I'd probably also kiss my son on the mouth. That's oh. probably it. Well, it's the tomatoes. Well, see, the thing is here, Mr. Massachusetts, Tom Brady continues to suck the life out of his family members. Oh, here we go. His son. You did this last podcast. His father. <laughs> so, I don't yeah, think I Drew Brees has that unique power. So, Drew Brees, uh, I think, is going to retire before Tom Brady does. There's... Two ways I see it. One way is that Brady is such a his his diet. I mean, his physique is he, yeah. He's forty what forty one. Forty one, yeah. But like, he's he's at a very very good physical level, which makes me think Breeze will retire first. However, Breeze is younger, and Breeze has a better team. Like he has Kamara, Michael Thomas. He has more promise to his team that Brady really doesn't. So I can see Breeze wanting to stay longer than Brady does. But Here's where you're wrong, and I'm going to interject with that. I'm just going to say Breeze will retire first. Breeze will retire first because I believe Drew Breeze is hanging around for one more Super Bowl. I think if Drew Breeze gets to the Super Bowl, whether he wins or loses, he's going to retire after that. Tom Brady is playing until he sucks. I don't think Tom Brady's going to suck anytime soon. Yeah, I mean... I really don't see him falling off a cliff the thing is, at ne- Max Kellerman. Neither of them have <laughs> anything to prove, but I think Tom Brady just enjoys playing football. Yeah. The guy's a fucking psycho. He's probably, if he could, 
He'll probably play to 50. Giselle wants him to retire because she just wants to love her husband, go on vacation with the family. But Tom's like, Giselle, I'm married to the fucking game. He said, listen, bitch. <laughs> You're my side hoe. But Drew Brees has something to prove as far as not any personal QB accolades. He's already one of the best quarterbacks of all time as far as statistic-wise. He's won a Super Bowl in the past, which I think was due to the fact of Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> so yeah. he's trying to prove me wrong. By getting to the Super Bowl again <laughs> and winning it. So I think if Drew Brees gets to the Super Bowl, win or lose, he's going to have all it takes, and then he's done. I think he wants to enjoy his kids, retire. They, neither of them have any of the proof, but like I said, Tom's a fucking psycho, so he'll probably play longer. But think about it this way. I mean, you got Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. They're both, both very good, very young. It could take him... Like, with those guys, they'll be on the team for, like, four or five years. It might take them four or five years to get to that Super Bowl with promise because well, they'll still have Thomas and Kamara. But think of it this way. They're a, they're a pass interference call away from getting to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Eventually, I think what could happen is the Saints will keep getting screwed in some form or fashion, whether it's a Minneapolis miracle, a non-call, and Drew Brees is going to say, fuck this. I'm out of here. Mid-game. Like, Mid-game. like I'm, I'm tired of this, I, and this team just can't do it. That's also a possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think Drew retires first. I agree with that. And yeah. then the second part of um, Stassachusetts' question is... Stassachusetts. Will Philip Rivers have another kid? I mean, uh, is what? the sky fucking blue? I'm out of the Philip Rivers and, uh, kid game. Him and yeah. what's it? Uh, oh, my God. Antonio Cromartie. Yes, Antonio Cromartie. You're having, like, a contest so you yeah. can have more kids. See, I think what their plan is... That's real life. ...to have their own family football teams. <laughs> I think Philip Rivers has nine kids right now. I think... Doesn't Cromartie have, like, 12 that's disgusting. But I think, <laughs> but I think Philip Rivers' kids are all with the same woman. <laughs> I type in Philip Rivers into Google. The second line is Philip Rivers' kids. Yeah. That's, okay, let me look at this. Oh my God. He has Gunner Rivers. <laughs> Gonna take her. Hallie Rivers, Claire Rivers, Grace Rivers, Rebecca Rivers, Sarah Catherine Rivers. Catherine. Catherine Rivers. Sorry. Oh, okay. So Catherine. you just said it like an idiot. Ca- Carolyn Rivers and Peter Rivers. Sounds like Catherine. a lot. Peter Rivers. There's a lot of women here. Hey, you know what they say? The seat is strong. Hey. Hey. Holy that show shit. sucks. Um. Yeah, I think Phil Rivers will have another kid. Uh, he needs two. <laughs> he needs two more to complete a full squad of either offense or defense. So yeah, let's go. What's the, how old's the youngest? Does it say? I believe Maybe. it said three. Uh, three? Oh yeah, dude. He's, probably, he's, he's just probably, getting started. He also yeah, only yeah. needs three, three more to make a direct-to-DVD cheaper by the dozen uh, sequel. So. Yeah. The oldest he could get his own TV show. Kamari has his own TV show about all his kids and stuff. So yeah, he'll probably be on TLC for yeah. him. Hallmark. Octomom. Um, ha- yeah, his oldest is 16, youngest is three. So I say yes, he will have another kid. Yes. yes. Or maybe it's he's trying friend. to do what Tom Brady does. And he's trying to get all these kids to give them their so life. He suck the life out of them. And he's gonna oh play my 65. God. Yeah, but I think, I think by the sixth kid, he would realize it's not working. <laughs> yeah, considering he's been, he's never made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I'll give him one more kid. Alright. You'll give him one more kid yourself. One, one more kid. <laughs> you give him one more kid. Yeah, I'll take him off the street. Oh, I thought you meant he was gonna get you pregnant. Yeah, I thought you were gonna, <laughs> you were gonna inject oh. your seed into him. I thought you were playing. I was gonna give him my kid. Oh. So I just said I'll steal one. So we'd have a gay son. Or give him Tyreek's kid. Right. Give him Tyreek's kid. <laughs> NAP's yeah, It'd be kid. better than where he is now. Last. Good question, Stasha Last question slash comment is from Jacob. Jacob says, you guys should do a take on the AFC West and your podcast. <laughs> well, Jacob, today's the day for it. Because so right now we're day. previewing the AFC West. Woo! 
Alright. Who are we starting with? Uh, let's start with the team that made it to the AFC Championship. The Kansas City Chiefs! Chiefs! Who wants to go first? Actually, I'll go first. Okay. So uh, Kansas City, I believe, is going to win the division again. I think they're going to go deep in the playoffs, and they are my early season Super Bowl pick to represent the AFC. Kansas City Chiefs. And you want to know why, Matt Susan? Yeah. Uh, because, because they got Pat Mahomes. Because they got Tyreek Hill. Because they got Travis Kelsey. Because they have Damian Williams. Who is going to shock the world? Oh, you mean the same Damian Williams the that world. carried said Jacob over Craig in our fantasy playoffs last year? Is that the same Jacob? Yeah. How'd you know that? Because you said Jacob, and they said you're going to talk about the fan- AFC West, and the only only Jacob though I want to talk about the fucking AFC West is Jake Bailey. Oh, because he's Raiders. We shouldn't fan. say last names on podcasts. Just Jake, saying. Jake, I love you. Like for our like our people who submit questions. Oh, oh, yeah. That way, you, you don't know, want to expose them. You yeah, exactly. want to encourage dumb questions. Exactly. Because okay, fine. Gonna... Sorry. And that wasn't a dumb question because we were going to talk <laughs> no, about it. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Um, but, you know, I think Pat Mahomes in year two um, finishes the job in the AFC. And uh, I hate to say it. What do you mean finishes the job? Like, finally takes down the fucking Patriots. Oh, no. Because here's the thing. I don't oh. think their defense can get any worse than they were last year. Um, some some changes have to be made defensively, and I think Pat Mahomes um, is ready for the moment. He's performed at a high level on a big stage. Um, many could argue the Chiefs should have and could have won that game um, against the Patriots in the AFC Championship. He's saying I was offside. And I think was that was that was that was that. And I think um, <laughs> I think the fact that all of his weapons on offense are returning. Because the NFL's a joke, um, that just adds fuel to the fire. Um, they want to get back there. Andy Reid has something to prove more than anybody in the NFL that he can get the job done, and that he, he can grow the best mustache. And I think and that he can't manage the time in the games. The thing is, like last year, I'm not even gonna say it was Andy Reid's fault. I mean, they were they were down early. They came back. They took the lead. D4 was outside. Was that? Was he, though? Was that? This guy was outside. Was D4? Um, so, yeah, I have Kansas City uh, winning the division. I have them going 14-2. and two. Huh. Okay. Well, you say the defense can't get any worse. I say the offense can't get any better. Wow. I think Pat Mahomes will be a force. But I think you have to expect some type of regression from the offense as a whole. It's, like I said for Pat Mahomes earlier, it's rare for a quarterback to duplicate a season that he just had. Um, particularly with TD totals. He's a huge TD guy last year. He always will be, but 50, that's the stretch. Now, I, I agree they'll win the division. I don't think the Chargers will come as close as they were last year. So, Chiefs are a lock. Damian Williams... Will shock the world. He'll be very solid. The system is great for all running backs. And he catches the ball. I mean, what more can you want? He should be trusted in that offense. Tyreek Hill, top receiver. Asshole, but he's a top receiver. 
Sammy Watkins, if he can stay healthy. I hope he can. He's a great talent. That's never going to happen. Until the day he retires, I'm going to say he's a great talent. Um, even if he never proves it. What? <laughs> well, no, no. He did in college. He did it his first year. But he's every year it's been oh. the same shit. Oh, Sammy Watkins is a good talent. He never does anything. But he's, I think That's he's what we a, call a bust. I think he's a good flex, though. And with this offense, he's, he's a good flex. I still believe in his talent. Kelsey, top tight end. I think he'll be also the top, I think he'll be the top tight end for years to come. So, I mean, the Chiefs, they're locked and loaded. Like I said, I expect a little regression from the offensive totals, but they're still number one in the West. AFC West. Got, any, got anything to add? Uh, I mean, Sousa with his fucking textbook over there basically just stole all my thunder. So, uh, no, I'm just gonna say that yes, I agree with Sousa. All right, I'm gonna ask you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you guys this one question. Uh, we'll do this for every team. Actually, two questions. Um, what is one guy that you would like to have on your fantasy team from the Kansas City Chiefs? Tyreek Hill. Hmm. Pat Mahomes. I'm gonna say Travis Kelsey. Oh, wow, all different answers. Especially. One guy who you think will be the X factor for the Kansas City Chiefs being as successful as we think they're going to be. Damian Williams. Samian. Sam. I said Samian. Samian. Sammy Watkins. I'm going to say Damian Williams as well. Damn. Can I say their defense, actually? Um, yeah, I guess you could. you got to name them all, though. Yeah, you got to name every single player on the defense. Uh, they got, they got uh, the Honey Badger, which I guess... All right, first of all... I'm going to say it right here. Honey Badger, overrated. Okay. That's what we're doing now. But they got him. I mean, they lose Eric Berry. They get the Honey Badger. We'll see what happens. I just think Tyron Matthew uh, was good in Arizona because he was playing behind Patrick Peterson. See, the thing is, is I think if their defense is marginally better this year, I think that you're right. They'd probably go into the Super Bowl. Um so I think that's probably the biggest X factor for them as a successful team. Uh, yeah, basically it. Okay. Uh, you want to do the next team? Yeah, I'll do the Chargers. Let me talk about the Los Angeles Chargers. I wrote down San Diego. You motherfucker. Where's that jar? Uh, we the don't the dollar it. jar. Um, all right. Let me talk about a few guys, one being Melvin Gordon. I see red flags, guys. In case you didn't know, he's a monster. He's a true lead back, and he's great in the passing game, yes. But in case you didn't know, is that he is planning to hold out. Okay? Pay him. Pay him? Pay the man. He's planning to hold out of the regular season unless he receives a new contract. I think this could be, could be very bad. Worst case scenario would be a a bell-like holdout, or even a trade to another team. All right, with that pending, aside from that, I think he's definitely a top-five guy, if healthy. He misses about three games a year with and has knee problems, so that's a little, a little scary there. Um, but, you know, he provides enough production for the rest of the games that he plays to where he's worth a first-round pick. No doubt about it. But I'm very concerned about the contract issues. If that's not resolved by the time we draft at the end of August, I'm probably going to steer away from him and draft maybe a wide receiver or something, whoever's the best aside from Melvin Gordon. I'm going to say Melvin Gordon is the key player on their offense. Um, If Melvin Gordon's going, the Chargers go. Thanks. 
Philip Rivers um, has become great at game managing, making the right throws when it matters. Keenan Allen's great. The man who will take the next step towards greatness is Mike Williams. I think it's going to be a breakout year for him. And I think the San Diego Chargers defense is going to be at least top three this year in fantasy. Wow. Wow. In fantasy. And in the league. It okay. Usually it correlates. Yeah. Um, but San Diego Chargers defense is somewhat special. Hopefully a healthy Joey Bosa for the whole year. Um, they got Desmond King. They, 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 they're a good team. And the thing is, like, they were good last year. I think they'll be just as good. I have them going 12-4. and four. Coming in second in the division. But I think the Chiefs are just going to be better. San Diego, again, is going to have a record that's better than most division leaders in the AFC. But they're going to be a wild card team again. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, let me just finish off the guys, I guess. Um, it's Keenan Allen. He's a great wide receiver, especially for PPR. The touchdowns are never guaranteed, as we all know. Oh, but, I know that But the receptions are. I think he had 100 receptions last year, if not more. So I'd be comfortable with him as my number one, providing I have a stud running back. And the other guy I want to talk about um, is Hunter Henry. Ah, I'll, you brought him up. I was going to bring him up. He is back. And I think he'll be solid. But I think people have too high expectations of him. I think they're thinking he's going to be Gronk-like. Nope. But uh, I don't think so. He might, be in, he might crack the top six, but... I don't think he's going to – I personally, I just feel like people are, are overvaluing him. And then Rivers will be solid as always. I expect him to be middle of the pack, though. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was going to talk about Hunter Henry, too. I think the potential's there. Uh, a lot of people had him really high going into in the last year. Um, what? In, do you have an ACL? Was that what it was? Or was it an Achilles or something? I think it was ACL and OTAs, wasn't it? It sounds right. ACL All right, I thought it was right. ACL. So – you never know how a player is going to respond coming back from an injury like that. Um, so, I mean, something to monitor would be how he performs in the preseason, how he looks uh, in their practices and stuff in camp. Um, but I think that has the potential to really, to really um, add another layer to their offense. That I think, I mean, as much as everyone loves Antonio Gates, let's face it, the guy's a fucking fossil, and he looked like it out there. Chill, um, bro. Chill. I know. I knew Glenn was gonna come come at me when as soon as I said that. But uh, I think having somebody who can potentially be, uh, you know, like a top tight end in the league. Um, I say potentially because, like I said, you never know how a player is gonna respond from an injury like that. Uh, so I think he definitely can play a big role on this team. And yeah. Basically it. All right, one player you want to own from the San Diego Chargers. I take Keenan Allen again. As much as uh, his lack of touchdown production last year was kind of annoying, he still gets the reception to give you receptions and yards to give you consistent uh, lower end wide receiver one, top end wide receiver two numbers. So, um, I'm th- I thought Keenan Allen too, but I think I want Mike Williams. I think he'll be a good bench guy to have and has very good potential. Uh, I'm going to say the obvious choice, Melvin Gordon. Uh, when he's healthy, top five running back in the game. Uh, the usage of Melvin Gordon is insane. Whenever they get in the red zone, it's Melvin Gordon or bust. Um, one X factor from the San Diego Chargers that could influence not only your fantasy team, but also their success in the season. Uh, I guess I'll go. And I'll say 
Mike Williams. For what? For X Factor. X Factor. Um, well, based on what Susan said about Melvin Gordon, I would say him as the X Factor. But because I think the offense, uh, kind of in the situation of um, when you saw the Cowboys have a lot of success with Tony Romo, um, I think a lot of it is dependent on how how good their running game is. Because I think you saw last year their offense struggled a little bit when Melvin Gordon was kind of held in check, which was rare. But um, I think their offense kind of revolves a little bit more around him. And Phillip Rivers opens up, has a little bit more um, has more options when their running game is going on uh, all cylinders. So I'd say Melvin Gordon, personally. i say Hunter Henry. I think everyone else should be status quo. But if Hunter Henry can actually produce on what people think he'll do, maybe like seven or more touchdowns and... 800 or more, more yards, I think that'll be very good to keep them as a contender with the Chiefs. Um, we're running low on time here, so we're only going to preview the AFC West this week. <laughs> um, we'll get to the NFC West eventually, but next week, per Oops. request of Ian, we're, we will do the NFC East. Um, but up next, another team from the AFC West uh, looking to make some noise is the fucking... I had to break out. Like I felt like I was getting cobwebs out for that one because it was so long ago the last time we did that. I know. You want to talk about the Raiders? I was going to talk about the Broncos, actually. Oh. I'll talk about the Raiders. Oh. You're just talking <laughs> about the Chargers, though. No, you talk about the Raiders. I'll talk about the Raiders. <laughs> the Raiders? Uh, did you hi. say... The Raiders? I said the Raiders. Oh, okay. The Ra- the Raiders okay. have, have high hopes this year um, as a groundbreaking trade for Antonio Brown. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. And, uh, guys, I think Antonio Brown brings hope to this Raiders franchise. I think he could be a piece that could lead them, I'm going to say back to the playoffs. Um I don't know how much of an impact he will have as far as, you know, them being a serious, you know, contender for a Super Bowl. Because I think that lies more on Derek Carr than it does Antonio Brown. Because we know who Antonio Brown is. The biggest question is if Derek Carr can be at his best like we've seen before um, in the past. I mean, he had Amari Cooper on his team. He's had weapons before. um, But now you're getting one of the best weapons in the league in Antonio Brown. And I think their offense, um, it's, it's going to be something to watch. I think Antonio Brown's still going to be a top 10 wide receiver. Um, I don't know if he's going to be top 5 with the talent that's out there now. I actually, I'm a little higher on Derek Carr this year because I believe, like Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr has something to prove. If you can't get it done with one of the best weapons in the game and Antonio Brown as a quarterback, what are we doing here? Um, right. John Gruden also has something to prove as a head coach. Overrated. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I have the Raiders going at 9-7. and seven. I think um, it's going to be a big leap from last year with Derek Carr and Antonio Brown. But I feel like it also could be a disaster with Antonio Brown and Derek Carr. Um, Antonio Brown, obviously, and his ego. Will they have the chemistry together like they had with Big Ben? Or... That we thought they had with Big Ben. The weak Wi-Fi signal. Um, 
But I just think as far as an overall team in a division that's stacked like Kansas City and San Diego, they got to play those teams twice a year. Um, I haven't fully looked at Oakland's schedule, but I think 9-7 and seven is, is right around where they're going to be. They could maybe slip into the wild card, um, but I don't know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a better year for Oakland. I just don't know if this is the year they take the next step and be taken seriously. Yeah. Um, getting A.B. instead of Amari Cooper, that's an upgrade. Getting uh, Drafting Josh Jacobs and not having Marshawn Lynch, that's an upgrade. I think the Raiders should be better. Josh Jacobs, I like him. He should be a top, he was a top RB from the draft class. I think he'll be very solid. I think he'll be great as an RB too. Um, he'll, be, he'll be a workhorse and he'll have the volume. So the running game should be there. AB should be targeted massively. He's in a worse, he's in a worse, he's in a worse situation, but he should be targeted heavy, heavily. He's so talented that he might be able to do his thing even with Derek Carr. It's just that Carr won't hit AB like Big Ben did. I'm say because Derek Carr is a worse quarterback than Big Ben. Shut the yeah. fuck up. <laughs> you're not allowed to talk about the Raiders because you're talking about the Broncos. Um, They're a worse team than the Raiders. Yeah. But I still think AB should be a top ten guy like you said, Glenn. Just not top five. Yeah. What do you think? That's it? I mean, I agree with you guys. All right. Once again. <laughs> Sweet takes from Plagiarism. Um, one player you want to own from the Oakland Raiders. Josh Jacobs. I guess Antonio Brown. I'm actually going to say Derek Carr. I Like I said, Ooh. he has something to prove. As a quarterback, you can get him on a very low value. He has the potential to be top 10. Very low. With Antonio Brown. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take him as a little sleeper here. Okay. Sleep, little sleep on Derek Carr there. Um, one X factor for the Raiders as far as fantasy and how their season could turn out. Antonio Brown. Yeah, Antonio Brown. I'm going to say Tyrell Williams. Hey, I forgot forget about him. him. Usually, the guy who compliments Antonio Brown, as we saw in Pittsburgh, also a different team, different offense, has success. Not only in fantasy, but, you know, it helps the team out. Talk about uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Who else was before Antonio Brown? I mean, Juju. uh, Opposite of Antonio Brown. Brown. Martavis Bryant. Yeah. Um... That's the thing. If Antonio Brown's getting you know double, triple coverage looks, Tyrell Williams is good. Like he's a big receiver, big dude. He's good on the Chargers. Um, I believe in his talent, and I think in fantasy, he's also a guy you want to watch for. Um, so yeah, that was the Raiders. The Raiders. Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Now it's the moment you've all been waiting for because oh, I've man. contributed so much to this discussion so far. I, I love the. So now we're going to talk about the Denver Broncos, who, uh, man, listen, like, obviously while you guys were talking. Do you know um, who their quarterback is? Yeah, it's January Joe. Oh, man. <laughs> January Joe. So, is yeah, uh, here's the thing. Um, I don't think that Joe Flacco could do a much worse job than Case Keenum, but I don't know if that's the case because Joe Flacco got benched last year because he was Dude, I think so fucking bad. I think so. <laughs> I think this might be like a like a not like a fresh start, but something new for Joe. Fresh Flacco. look, like, like like maybe he's like, all right, I like the mile high air. I can throw it a little further. Um, I'm ready. Let's go. I like the guys around me. I got Emmanuel Sanders. I was gonna say, here's the thing though, that's it. He's got Emmanuel Sanders, and then Cortland Sutton. Oh, a little bit of something. Sutton, something. A little bit of something. Something. Da- da- and then, but then that's literally it. Deshaun and. Hamilton. He's Ooh. got a running game. Deshaun Hamilton. Deshaun he was Hamilton. a rookie last year. He, uh, they call him the Ham. He has 
He's a good talent too, but I call him the ham. Oh yeah, and his uh, Cortland Sutton's that guy who remember in like uh, I think Sanders got hurt or Demarius. No, Demarius Thomas got traded, and he said, and then "Yeah, got it's hurt. time for me to step up." And Now's the time. They didn't do fucking anything. Also, in the run game, they have uh, the run game is actually not bad. They still have Booker. They have Booker. Uh, they have more notably they have Philip Lindsay. Yeah, Zay. I was gonna say, why are you gonna start with Booker? Royce Freeman, Mason, and Royce Freeman. Rolls Royce don't, don't Freeman. say Booker. Yeah, get, get, get him out of here. Where this is, is Philip Lindsay's team. But, Philip, but Booker is still there. Booker is still there. But come on, Philip. Lin- right, if it wasn't for Saquon Barkley, uh, Philip Lindsay would probably be offensive rookie of the year last year. Okay, this is my team. Can I fucking talk? <laughs> Thank you. Tight end, they got no one. Okay. Jeff Howerman. Oh, Jake Butt. God, dude. Jake Butt. Are these guys actually good? Noah Fant. Okay. No one. No, they are Oops. not. Noah Fant just drafted. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Give me a little butt action with Jake Butt. Jake Butt. Yeah, okay. Uh, So, I mean, maybe they'll win a few games in Mile High just because it's Mile High and they have that home field advantage. Uh, But, I mean, I don't see them as a team fantasy-wise making a lot of noise because I feel like they're probably going to get down a lot in games. uh, And... Joe Flacco is going to have to throw the ball a lot, which maybe is good for Emmanuel Sanders, but at the same time, he's probably going to be in double and triple coverage. So, I mean, I don't know what you want to do. The only thing is, is I guess Philip Lindsay will probably be good again because they were down a lot last year, and uh, he still had a good season. So, what do you, you want to say, Suze? I saw you leaning into the mic. What? No, I was just, I don't know. What were you going to say, Jake Butt? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Um, but no. But I think tops. <laughs> Jake Butt. They're probably gonna go like four and twelve. Yeah. Oh. Broncos are at the bottom of this division. Whoa. Joe Flacco scares the shit out of me. Put I some th- respect on this team. Sorry, I think um, zero respect. On now this Flacco team. can give you a good wide receiver a game. Like one good one receiver is gonna do do well uh, because of what Flacco can give him. But it's not always gonna be the same guy. Exactly. It'll be Sanders. It'll be Hamilton. It'll be Sutton. But it's never going to be all of them. It's never going to be two of them. Because Flacco's just not that good anymore. I he think never was. <laughs> unless it's in January. I think the run game with Lindsey and Freeman will be great for the Broncos. But not good for fantasy. Because I predict a fairly close to 50-50 timeshare with both of them. And it's going to be hard to deal with for fantasy. I don't think Lindsey's going to be as dominant as he was. I think Freeman's going to get more involved. And if Booker ever stops on the field... Forget about it. I don't want anyone on the Broncos. Same. Wow. Sorry. I agree. The question that you're gonna ask, my answer is no one. Yeah. All right. Let me talk about the. Broncos I agree with that. All right. Go for it. Go for I'm it. A, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna put a little respect. Change my mind. I'm gonna put a little respect on the name of the Denver Broncos. Are we forgetting that they still have probably one of the best defensive players in the league, Vaughn Miller. Are we forgetting they have probably one of the best slot corners in the league, Chris Harris Jr. Are we forgetting? That the Broncos last year, they had a chance to rattle off some wins and make the playoffs. They were on a run where they beat Pittsburgh. Um, I'm pretty sure they beat the Chargers, too, like back-to-back. And then after that, when like the door was open for them to make the playoffs, they completely shit the bed. Yeah, the wheels fell off. And the they lost like seven straight off. or something. But Case Keenum was a quarterback. Now, I love Case Keenum as much as the next guy. But when you got January Joe in there, 
I'm just saying. When man. was the last time January Joe was in the NFC Championship? Also, I'm pretty sure the Broncos AFC. defensively, statistic-wise, last year were very bad. Um, remembering correctly. Listen, I think Philip Lindsay's a stud. I disagree with you on the timeshare between him and Rolls Royce Freeman. <laughs> I think talent-wise, Philip Lindsay's a man. I expect him to break out bigly, <laughs> and bigly, and could have a chance to top top uh, crack the top five and run backs. Wow, that's a hot take. Hot guys. take, but the Broncos. Although I do have them last in the division, I have them being better than last year. They were six and ten. They're gonna be seven and nine this year. I just think in a division like that, sure they got Joe Flacco. Um, I don't think he'll be enough though to make them relevant. I don't think they have enough weapons on offense uh, to make them relevant. Defense, I mean, obviously not going to be as dominant as they once were, but they're still going to be pretty good. Um, so, yeah, Denver rounding out the AFC West at 7-9. and nine. One player you want to own from Denver Broncos. You already said nobody. Yeah, I'm going with Arya Stark. No one. If, all right, if I, had to, if I had to pick someone, it would be Sanders. Sanders? Emmanuel Sanders? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I'm going to pick Philip Lindsay. And then the X factor for the Denver Broncos to be also fancy relevant and uh, to change the team. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. I'm going to say the guy opposite Emmanuel Sandler's, give me a little Sutton. 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 Cortland Sutton. 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 Um, so yeah, that's AFC West. He gave me nothing last year. Uh, like I said, we're, we're running out of little time. We're, we've been going strong. What a return podcast. Um, if you're still listening, thank you. Thanks. Uh, you're a real one. And hopefully this will help you in the fantasy season. Probably not, though, because we're just a bunch of idiots. Probably so. not. but uh, Especially me. I we are not licensed professionals. No. I mean, I have a driver's license, <laughs> but no, not in fantasy. Um, any, any other thoughts, questions, comments you want to add to uh, the end of this podcast? I mean, I'm excited to be back. Yeah, oh, yeah. Say that. Very refreshing. This is great. I was listening to the podcast the other day, and I was like, man, I want to do this again. Me yeah. too. And it was fun. Guys. Well, the season is upon us. Well, um, preseason will be starting soon. We'll get to see, yeah, we'll get to see you know rookies, see what they can do, quarterbacks, uh, possible timeshares, injuries, how people are used, injuries. Um, August is coming. Hopefully, Tyree Kill doesn't break another kid's arm in between then. Come on, nice. Um, yeah, he brought it upon himself. Do we know what we're going to talk about next week or next podcast? Nope. It's a mystery. It's still, it's a, still mystery. a mystery. But we will go over a position. We will go over uh, divisions. A division. And if, uh, I don't know, maybe answer some questions again. Yeah. We'll be able to definitely cover uh, definitely cover two divisions. I'd say we'd probably make up and do three, uh, just due to the fact that we talked about Tyreek Hill for quite a bit of time. Really, so. yeah. Fuck, Fuck Tyreek Hill. Fuck Tyreek Hill. Uh, we'll be on that wave right now. Yeah. Fuck him. I think that's it. That's it. All right. Um... Guys, are you gonna say it? You say, "Let's get the fuck out of here." Yeah, but I knew you were gonna say, "Bye bye." Oh, uh, bye bye. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of mm-hmm. here.